You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Good evening and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Craig Moore this evening. We're going to talk to Craig about how he's grown his bookkeeping practice and I think you're going to find this a really inspiring one. So thanks for joining us so late in the evening. I hope you're comfy. I hope you've got a beer or a glass of wine and uh, let us know if you're joining live. I can see people jumping on right now and let us know if you're watching the replay and we're ready to take some questions as well. You know, if you want to hear some, uh, if you want to ask some questions to Craig, I think he's up for a, a good old chat so um Craig it's so nice to meet you how are you doing I'm good guys how are you yeah we're good we're good I love good. these I love these chats with bookkeepers and finding out what everyone's up to and I think we're just quite naturally like nosy aren't we Joe so it's just so oh my nice to goodness we are so nosy and and I love finding out what everyone's journey is and um, so just as some people said, looking forward to seeing the boys. Unfortunately, Dave cannot make it tonight due to a family um, issue. So we are here with Craig. Craig is going to fill the space for two guys and more. So do not worry about that, everybody. So glad. look how many people are joining. They all want to know what's happening in the world of bookkeeping and boys. So, Craig, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey from you know, let us know what your background is, your industry, and what got you into the world of bookkeeping. Okay. So um, I am or was or have still am and transitioning away from a, a career credit professional. So sales ledger, accounts receivable, that I f- sort of fell into that as a, um, as, a, as a career in my early 20s. And I worked my way up some from doing credit control, then got um, into managerial positions, doing like, managing credit control teams, and from there branched into credit risk. So looking at scorecarding and onboarding customers and making sure that when you took customers on that you, you manage the risk and you set appropriate credit limits and all of the things that, that go around making sure that you're, you're, you're looking after the company's interests and when you're taking on new customers. So that's what I've been doing. I've worked for lots of large household corporate names in different industries. Um, I've worked in the dairy industry. Um, I I worked for in the motor racing uh, sphere for a little while with McLaren for a little bit. And then um, most recently in publishing for uh, Penguin. So it's been a pretty, yeah, all big household brands um, and and just a pretty... uh, Pretty interesting, pretty good career. Um, but uh, a few years ago, I had some some massive life changes. So um, I met my my partner at the time um, got ill, um, and unfortunately, you know, her illness beat her, and and she she was she's along with us. So I ended up being the sole carer for my uh, then eight year old. So we had to make some changes, move to a completely new area, um, and I had to then juggle care you getting my family to support working a full-time quite high pressure job um and all of that and then along comes covid and um an opportunity to work from home and to actually sit back and look at my life and go actually i don't want to do what i've been doing anymore i don't want to leave the house at 5 30 quarter six in the morning do a massive journey to London from Norfolk because I, I had to move from London to Norfolk, but my job was still in 
London. So I was spending, you know, two hours on a train in the morning and the same on the way home in the evening. So I just didn't, I just thought, do you know what? However long we're working from home for, I want to have the control of my life after this. So what, what have I got as an option? So with that, I, um, I have got, I have a friend who's got some, some businesses and we've had some struggles with, with his, with his debtors. He was, he was struggling for cash um, and, and asked me to come on board and help him out. Um, so that was, that sort of gave me the idea that there was legs within t- taking skills that I've got and actually being able to, to use them and sell them and, and made me think, oh, okay, so if I can do that with, you know, chasing debt and maybe helping people with their, their credit policies and stuff like that, how can I make that bigger? What else can I, can I add to it? And so that's when I started looking at things. Because what I didn't want to do was completely retrain in a completely different area and you know i've got to learn new technology new jargon all of these things that come with when you when you when you train in something else so i thought well i've because i previously as part of being a credit manager there's you know there's qualifications around that and there was modules in that around accounting and bookkeeping that underpinned you know your, your learning so i thought well it's natural progression so i started looking at what the qualifications were out there obviously looked at ICB, who I've now qualified with, um, because of the fact that you can set up a practice, get a practice license, and and, and they've got that whole pathway that, that supports you going into business for yourself. So that's pretty much the, the why behind or the, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the steps along the journey that have got me to to where I am now with, um, yeah, with, with bookkeeping. Craig, what an amazing story and what a, a lot to go through and um, that you've just, I'm so um, like impressed and I know this is so inspiring for everybody that you've just gone right okay I've got to do I've got to do something about this what am I going to do I'm going to move I'm going to retrain I'm going to do something new that's going to allow me the space to be able to do what I need to do as a dad and it's incredible so um thank you so much for sharing that with us I think um there are lots of people saying great decision Craig what a story so um fantastic thank you, thank you for sharing it with us and being so open and honest as well um yeah, well, hopefully so- I mean I know because obviously being part of the group you, I, I see a lot you know people you see people put comments or put questions in the group and it's there's always that element of fear and self-doubt in, and we've all got it right. We all think something new. Oh, I'm not sure. And you, and, and you see that in the group. Sometimes people are new and they're thinking, and they're asking questions to everyone else in the group. And it's, it's looking for that. Do you know what, no matter how bad it gets, you can always find a way out of it. And, and that I think is, is a good story to share. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I was happy to come on tonight to, to talk. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm so pleased we've got you on because you have obviously been really open and shared with us. And I think we can all make judgments as well, can't we? Assuming we know why someone's joined in this practice. So lots of people, it tends to be the bookkeepers here. And I think lots of other than, I mean, my son is 18 and I'm forcing him into the industry, but other people, you know, it's a great, great um career to choose when something has thrown us a curveball and for a lot of a lot of women it's having children and not wanting to maybe go back to that full-time job because can't afford it half of the time because childcare is expensive and it but it just proves that this 
and and for me like uh, you know me and you were talking before Craig for me it was health reasons as well so mm-hmm. not only did I initially chose it for child child care but I wanted to be with my son had I I was very young I was a young mum at 22 and decided I didn't want to go back and be an audit senior I, I thought right I'm going to change and I'm going to be a bookkeeper at home I was a bit pig-headed and thought like I'm already in the accountancy world bookkeepers well easy I had no idea and I failed massively and I had to retrain but later on in my life when I realized that when I work too hard and I burn out actually the career I have is the career I needed I just need to be a better business owner and manage what I was doing and what you've done is you've looked at the skills you've got and you've repurposed them for a different audience. You've said, right, this works here in big corporate. And it's quite interesting, Craig, because I did the same thing because I was um, a finance director in an in an industry, you know, commercial business and was thinking so many businesses need this on a smaller scale. And you've done exactly the same. I can work for this big company, but so many little businesses who doesn't need money coming in and Oh my goodness! I know, like the companies I've been to that are using invoice factoring and things, and being charged the earth and still not getting the results. It's it's heartbreaking. I took it, brought into so the piece of work I done at McLaren was about putting an invoice financing piece in there, and you know, so if if big companies are doing it, little companies are doing it as well, and actually, all it takes is a little bit of knowledge from from someone like you know us that can come in and say, actually, do you know what? You just need to when you just need to think about you, you know how you're onboarding your customers. Yes, I know sales are important. Of course, they are too. I get that, but also getting paid is important. In fact, it's more important. And I think the thing for me was about educating people about you know making sure. Yes, you know the whole um, you know profit is 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 vanity. The whole you know it's it's all about cash being king and making sure that you've got cash in your business to to substantiate what you're trying to do because yeah it's great having you know profit but if you can't actually pay any pay anything out because you've got no cash and it's tied up in your debtors then you know you're not in a great position and and I, and I actually when, when I'd done that piece of consultancy work at the start of last year I got a buzz from it and I thought do you know what I've spent so long in this like corporate machine working and just being another you know, another number on a large payroll, whereas actually taking the skills that I've got and applying them to a really small business will be the difference between that person staying in business or going out of business. And for me, that is a massively more rewarding career pathway than, put, than saying on my CV, I've worked for all of these blue chips. So that was what, that was another, aside from my personal life, that was another massive factor in, do you know what, this is where I want to take my, you know, what I want to do, spending the rest of my working time, helping these types of people. Oh my goodness, Craig. I've, I get, I completely get it. I mean, my, before I started the bookkeeping practice, I worked for a large bank. Uh, they were a good employer, but I worked weekends at quarter end. I worked late nights. We'd worked yeah. till 10 uh, and then the office would close. I, there were stories of people who would go and work in the building next door that was open 24 hours to get things done. Um, yeah. And I knew and I knew when I was pregnant, I will not be able to do this. It was killing me when I wasn't pregnant or didn't have yeah. children. And I knew I was just absolutely, I, mean, I was in tears a lot when it was those kind of times because it's so stressful, so much pressure. And I know there are a lot of people who join us from corporate background because they're like, no, I need the flexibility. And I can see people saying here that they, um, you know, do this because like Claire's saying, she does it because it works so well around family. But there are also people who have, stories which are making me 
want to cry actually um someone's saying that she her partner is battling an, an incurable illness and she's worried about being the sole breadwinner yeah, and you're so showing good. that it is possible and yeah. we're not all in this because we're I know I suppose people think about I need to replace my salary like that's often a thing like when I start my business my goal is to replace my salary but it's so much more than that and actually it's it's about the balance as well like that's such an important factor in it and what you're doing sorry go on no especially when you've got children when you've got someone who depends on you and relies on you and I think you know pre-covid like I was saying when I first moved to Norfolk I moved here because you know my, my thinking at the time was well, I need to move closer to my family, my parents, because they, you know, they'd moved down here some years ago to retire. I need to move closer to them because I need, you know, the babysitting, you know, the, you know, the babysitting, the, 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 the support, the school run, so that I can continue to, to, to earn a decent salary doing this high-powered job. And then I was like, well, hold on a minute. That's, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not in any better position. I've just got free baby care. Because and, and all I've got, it's family, and that's great, but... I'm still out of the house 15 hours a day or, you know, spending my time on, on trans, public transport for 20 hours a week. And, and that's, that's not, that's not a life for me. And it's definitely not a life for a, a child who's now only got one parent. So I, I, you know, that was a massive driver in, right. I need to sit back for a second, look at what my life is, where's it going? And also what does my work life impact my daughter? And that had to change. And that was, a, you know, again, right, what can I do? Look at my skills. Let's see how I can be transferred into something else. Okay, so Craig, you decided that you did that first bit of consultancy work and it lit a fire in you and you thought, okay, there's something else here, you know, and you did your ICB exams and stuff. When did you qualify? When did you launch um, your business? And where are you at now? I qualified a couple of months ago, um, literally, um, if that, six weeks ago, something like that. Um, so I've, um, I, yeah, so, um, my business launched, I mean, look, I've, I've, so again, with clients taking on clients, I've, I haven't done eight. I know all week you guys have been on with some fantastic people and really pressing the, uh, social media engagement and getting yourself out there and getting yourself seen. Cause obviously I'm watching, you know, like everyone else and, I have I've got to hold my hands up here. I'm I'm as it stands right now. I have not done one single piece of social content. I have I haven't finished my branding. I've got six or eight clients that I've got through going to places that I go to normally. So through I've, I mean I do um, I do a, a martial art Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I've got. I've got some clients from there just by talking to people at classes, like, you know, guys who have got their own businesses and, and, and you, you know, when you get talking to someone and you can see someone's like, Oh, do you know what? Oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to find someone good. I've, I haven't got an account. And I'm like, Oh, guess what? Do you know, I'm just about to set up. I'm just, and people come over and go, Oh really? And because they know you or they, you know, they, they know of you, they see you around. There's instantly that that little bit of trust, that little bit of buy-in, because they see you in places that they go. So they automatically must think, well, you know, you're like me. You've got, you, you're similar, right? And so I've picked clients up that way. I, <laughs> I was at a friend's wedding reception to, not Saturday, gone Saturday night before last, and I was at the bar talking to people, people that I didn't know. So, you know, ex- friends, family, extended family of the bride, and I got talking to guys and they had businesses and they're looking for bookkeepers. And, and, and I've ended up taking, you know, two of them. And I have, I'm at the point of 
going through uh, talking to her about what they need and and and, and quoting them for, for some work and it's just like that that's all come from me just being me and going out there and now with that mindset of <laughs> every time I have a conversation with someone that, as bad as this sounds in the back of my mind I'm like thinking sales opportunity sales opportunity because I'm just thinking <laughs> you know it's it's one of those things where you just think someone's talking to you and, and someone's like yeah you know I've got a bit I was talking so my, my daughter goes to dance and I was at I took her to her dance lessons last night and her, her one of her best friends from school's dad's just gone out on his own. And he said to me, oh, I've just taken a bookkeeper. And I was like, you didn't. I do that. And he was like, no way. If I'd have known that, he goes, and his words were, I have been searching for someone around here for six months and I cannot find anyone good. Now, I think there was a thing that you guys were talking about with someone earlier in the week. And Joe, I'm sure you said, yeah, it was. You were talking about... Um, the fact that, that that there is a a mass of work out there that none of us should be scared that there's competition that we should all you know embrace the fact that there are so many people out. and it's so true and this guy that I spoke to last night was an absolute example of that that he's spent months and months and months looking for someone and then you know he's found someone and he's like but it's taken me so long everyone I spoke to them wasn't really good that they weren't really what I wanted so you know it just goes to show for everyone who's watching that. There is such a market out there for for good quality bookkeepers who engage, who talk. Because the other thing that I hear from people as well is, oh, I've got an accountant, but I never hear from them. Or, you know, I've got all they want to do is like rush me for my bits at year end and then charge me a massive amount of money. And I don't even know what they're doing. That's the other conversation that I've had with people recently. And so all of that about, you know, the marketplace that you guys always talk about as well is, you know, how you interact with people, how you um, how you sell and, and also, you know, the services that you offer and the way that you guys talk about selling your services, but also, you know, having a framework around that and underpinning it by having regular meetings, having, you know, regular catch ups with your clients and making sure they know where they're at and what you're doing for them and how you're helping their business. I, I can't help thinking, Craig, that it's really easy for you to go and have conversations and find words. Like, <laughs> you know what? I just, when I stopped talking, I just thought to myself, God, I'm taking over here, aren't I? This is your show. And I'm, and I'm, I'm literally like talking, talking, talking. It's gonna be yeah, all, you're here. You're here to talk, Craig. No, no, I'm winding you up. Um, the th and I can imagine, you know, just from your personality, you're the kind of person you probably go down the shop and then you make you find a client. And I think that um, right. that is um, amazing. That is amazing personality trait for somebody who is looking to sell a service. And I think that perhaps for some of our bookkeepers watching, they might not feel like they are able to do that. But actually, social media is exactly the same. You know, it's about you. You just said um, it's about connecting with people and people seeing, oh, I can't, I'm kind of a bit like you and I get you. Yeah. And, we're the you know, we're kind of the same and connecting there. And you're connecting in person with people. All we're saying to people is you can do that online, too. If you're in the right places where the right people are, you have exactly the same connection. It's just digital. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying that I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that I haven't got that far yet. And that is absolutely on my roadmap. So I've, I obviously joined the, 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 the success program on your last boot camp just because I wanted to get on it and I wanted to be part of it. And, you know, I haven't done as much work on it as I needed, as, as I've wanted to or needed to yet because I've had all these other things, you know, still working full time, still finishing my ICB. But now I'm at the position where I'm like, right, great. My ICB is finished. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sorted now. Okay, I'm still got to do my, my my payroll stuff, but that that can just rumble on. But I'm in a position now where I can get practice license and I can practice, and that's great. So you know I can really start to 
push myself through the, the success program and start to really use the learning. So obviously I've been through some of the modules and looked at it and it's, you think, right, great. Now I can really have a go at this and start to push that through bit by bit and start to build my brand, you know, get my, get my, my socials up, get my engagement up, my content out there. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So Craig, the question is, how do you feel being in a group of mainly females? We're very pink and well, <laughs> um, and all I of that. Does, did it put, you should have done. How have you been welcomed? How does it feel in the success lounge? Do you feel like you're an outsider or do you feel no, like you're okay? Absolutely not. So I think the 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 thing that um that there's a there's a theme, there's always a theme that runs through the, the, the threads, the comments, you know, in the in the in the main main group and then obviously the success lounge is when anyone joins the group i've seen you know people talk about how great it is how supportive it is how welcoming it is and all of that for me is true and has been true i think you know i think one of my biggest drawbacks is being that because of my other time constraints i haven't been able to engage as much in some of the office hour stuff i haven't even been able to be on a q a yet so hopefully now with you know with stuff I've, I've now finished my qualification and I can start to spend more time not on that and on business building and stuff like that I can get more involved in some of those things. But absolutely, you know the, the great thing about it is even though I haven't jumped on every single call, every time you do jump on a call, everyone's so welcoming. Everyone's like you know it's not like oh you're oh you're here. It's like oh cool yeah hi yeah and it's just it's just brilliant. It's just it's so it's just so inviting and it's a really safe warm place to be and also you know the amount of questions that people ask nothing's ever a silly question it's always oh yeah we can all learn something from that question and sometimes i see questions and i'm like wow yeah i haven't thought about that or you know someone will post a scenario in in in, in the normal group or the success management will be oh actually cool that's a good idea and you'll take you'll just take a note of it and you'll go do you know what i'll use that to come back to or refer to because I might not have come across that now, but at some point I might come across it. And it'd be good to come back and refer to it. So yeah, I, I guess the answer to the question is: is it's um, it, it's probably it, it was not probably it's the best group on any social media platform. And there's there's no there's no cattiness. There's no one's trying to outdo anyone. It's all just everyone's just trying to lift everyone else up and 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 help them along their journey. And that that's amazing. Oh, I love it. I feel the same. So it's really nice to hear that you feel like that too. Um, yeah. what in terms of the the actual content, the content of the program, what do you yep. think you want to revisit? So you you said you've dipped into it and you've done something. I know you've worked really hard. Like you have to do the technical stuff. It's got to be done, hasn't it? You've got to yep. get your practice license. So of course you've prioritized that. What are the things that you think, right, now I'm ready, I'm gonna go back. What what are you gonna look at first? So I mean, yeah, I guess I guess the the thing for me is uh, a process. Obviously, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm process orientated. I come from you know that I'm not I'm not I'm not going to lose that from from my, my corporate days. You know, everything should be process driven. You should have proper policies and processes underwriting what you do. And I think the great thing for me is is that and I know some of the guys who are in the group have had come and found you guys when their journey may be later down the line than mine. So they may be in a position where they are, you know, they've been established, they've been running a business for maybe a year or two or longer. And then they're going, oh, actually, do you know what? Now I need to, to, to go back and try and change some of these things because of the, the stuff that you guys support with, because of the stuff that's in the program. And I think for me, fortunately, I'm in a unique, well, lucky position that I'm, you know, I'm almost pretty much starting out. 
and I can use the success program as the as the, the guidebook for setting up a successful practice, which I think is awesome. Absolutely. And those foundations will set you up with an amazing business. Um, I'm thinking, Craig, a bit more outside the box here, and I'm just going to be open, that your knowledge and your experience um, could be really useful as well to other bookkeepers. So I'm thinking we get you on an office hour one day to talk through the best way to handle credit control and to set up some credit policies and things like that, because I, I would love to hear more about your experiences in big corporates. And I think this is where we can learn so much. And this is what we do in the Success Lounge. If we, yeah. if there's a bookkeeper with a certain skill set and we're like, do you fancy popping on and sharing? And also, it's great for you, like tonight, we're giving you the stage. Yes. <laughs> Craig for office hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Office hour. That, that's, that's almost like Craig for Prime Minister. It's like a step away from that, isn't it? <laughs> just one step. Just one step. <laughs> we will get you there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because I know this, I offer credit control services. And I come up with ideas with my clients, you know, because tends to be, tends to be they know how they want their credit control run. They just don't yeah. have the time and they don't oh, that, run it in a strategic order. That's an interesting thing because actually one of the, one of the people that I've, I've had conversations with about their, their, their credit control is, is that they, so what, I mean, everyone's got ideas about how they want to, to, to manage their customers and, and, you know, how they want their, their customers spoken to. And one of the, one of the people that I've done some research with was, look, I don't want you going in hard with the baseball bats. I'm like, seriously come on that's 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 not how it works but it's like you know you've got it's it's actually more rapport building it's actually more about you know getting through to a decision maker and making sure that you're the one that's on the top of the list on the next payment run it's not about i'll come around with the boys you know that's that that's that's very outdated ways of looking at these things but it's that, that it's also about using that to educate the, the the client right because obviously you talk about credit control or you talk about you know debt recovery or debt collection and they are different things so you know credit control for me is that the invoice has been created and it's within its terms or it's just just out of terms that's about collecting it quickly and making sure that you're not you know you're not leaving it month to month Legal collections is obviously when it's way past anyone's in the business's opportunity to get it and it needs to go out to someone a bit more specialist. And they are two completely different things. But they're things that I would would talk to people about, because if you've got a proper credit policy, you should be factoring it in for both of those things. I mean, what the stuff that you learn when you're doing your qualifications, your technical stuff, right, is about provisions and and, and write off in the P&L and stuff like that, which is great. And that's year-end stuff, but what about actually trying to get the cash in in the first place before you just go rushing to write it off? Um, and I guess that for me is is you know where the, the finesse or the skill is, you know, or the just educating the client to actually think about it in them terms and saying to them, you know, look, this is value to you. This is you need to turn this. You, know, you can't have it sitting there on you as an aged debtor. You need to turn this into cash so that you can continue to grow business. Craig, that is the epitome of the difference between being a bookkeeper slash accountant in old days and an advisor these days. So in the old days, it used to be, oh, well, you've not been paid. Let's just write it off and completely forget about the fact that this is linked to a person who runs a business, who has a family, has a mortgage to pay and needs that money. And this is that's the industry I was brought up in. It was just all paperwork, all T accounts. It was all just a transaction. There was no communication and no link to an actual real life person. Whereas what I feel we are trying to do and what I now try and do in my business is like, but there's a person here that needs to pay their bills. 
that's 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 the uh, that's what the goal. It's not it's not about making sure that everything's correct and teed off and hundred percent in the account. So, Craig, I'm so excited about this office hour. Like I can't. <laughs> I feel under pressure. I feel under pressure tonight. Now I feel super <laughs> under pressure. I've got to come to an office hour with charts and powerpoints. <laughs> I love it, honestly, Craig. You have been this evening just amazing. Now. Okay, so if there's a guy, I don't know if we've got any guys listening tonight, but we might have on replay. If there's a guy that's looking to either, maybe he's already in in practice, um, been running it for a while, or maybe he's thinking about it. Maybe he's coming out of corporate like you from COVID times and thinking, I'd like to start up on his own. What do you think? I mean, because it is seen as, bookkeepers are seen as little old ladies, like, stereotypically aren't they like i know yeah it is though isn't it i would have had that i had that perception like you know way back when when i was in my corporate career um sorry you haven't asked your question (laughs) ask the question no no but you go ahead what what is your feeling what do you call yourself a bookkeeper are you proud to be a bookkeeper or do you call yourself yeah tell us what do you think because i'd love to hear yeah no absolutely so i mean i'm a you know at the end of the day you are you're you're a bookkeeper, of course you are. That that's your technical competence, your technical qualification. You've got a bookkeeper qualification, and you're a qualified bookkeeper, and that's what you are. But you know the 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 pride and the passion comes in. I'm a bookkeeper that helps transform people's businesses, or I'm a bookkeeper in to to take from you. I'm a bookkeeper that helps people eat because I'm getting into getting their bills paid, and they're you know they're not sitting there going, oh my god, at the end of the month I've got this money outstanding and no one's paying me or you know what do I do with this you know you're, you're going in there and you're helping support someone to you avert a crisis because you know that if you get the cash in they're paying their staff or they're paying themselves a wage and so I think the power in that is far greater than oh yeah I'm an accountant I just do the year end you know I charge an absolute fortune just to do some, just to do someone's corporation tax return and 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 their and their stat accounts. And you're just like, well, no, that's not what it's all about. You're here to help someone, you know. And I, and obviously, I, when I listen to you, Joe, actually, one of the things that I love about you is that you you know you constantly refer to the fact that you're friends on Facebook with all of your clients because you you develop a relationship with someone to the point where you're so close to them that you know it's almost an extension of your family with your business so your business and their business are, you know are so joined together that you're so invested in helping them succeed now isn't that a better thing to be able to say you know i help people succeed rather than you know i just do people's stat accounts at year end and charge them a fortune i love that you can dig down as well on this I, like when you just said that i help people to eat that, that's that, <laughs> well, that, yeah, that yeah, that's I mean, how deep it goes. Like it is like because because I suppose one of the things we talk about on social media is like connecting with people on uh, being really clear about what you do, um, so that people understand you better. And actually, the the person isn't hiring you to do a, a bank wreck. They're hiring someone else. Has spoken about that this this week. They're hiring you so that they know there's enough money for them to be paid so they can eat or, you know, there's some life goal there. This is the thing, right, that I think makes the six-figure bookkeeper group, as in the the people that come to the group, uh, differentiates them from everyone else is the fact that we're all technically competent in bank wrecks and, you know, doing 
journals and write-offs and stuff like that. We all know how to do that. Well, we should do because we should be qualified or, you know, that te technical competence. But so you can have a hundred thousand people who can do that. But if, you know, if you've only got a small percentage of that, 1% of it, who actually care, it's about caring and, you know, taking your skills and going, well, actually, okay, I've got these skills, but how can I use them to help you? And look at your business and go, okay, we can see you're in trouble. Here's the steps we're going to take. This is the immediate action that needs to happen. Let's get you on a pathway to out of the trouble you're in, make sure there's food on the table. Let's look at the things that are crisis point now. Or, you know, it may not be crisis. I know we're talking a lot about crisis here, but sometimes you come across businesses and, you know, people are in crisis. So it's all about, for me, and with the group, is, is that it's about people who actually care and they want to do a great job, not just, I just want to build X number. I mean, so going back to my corporate world, doing things like insolvencies, when you'd get one of the big four would come in, right? Um, and they would, you know, you'd, you'd look at their schedule of billables and, and you'd look at some of the, the, the hourly rates that were getting billed. You think, you know, this this is a company that we've been we've supplied millions of pounds of stock to, and that they've gone into liquidation or they've gone into administration. You've then got a report back from the administrators showing that the hours, you know, the cash that's been drained out of whatever was left in there because it's been billed at a thousand pound an hour by a, by some sort of director, at, you know, one of the big four, just to go in and do advisory. And you think that's what the perception is is that it's all just oh yeah bill 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 but actually with what goes on in the group it's actually do you know what i want to do a good job for these businesses and for these people and help them grow and develop craig you're making me feel really totes emotion i mean <laughs> i might i might be on my third glass of wine this evening and maybe i should stop but it's getting like i feel a bit choked up and then today, this late, I don't know who it is, but she said, I was chatting with one of your lovely bookkeepers earlier, and we were saying that you guys save marriages rather than the hubby sitting upstairs pouring over his books. He's going out with his wife. And I just am like, oh, my God, there's so much Amazing. love in the room. I love it. I'm just, Amazing. but I that's mean, what, that's, I that's little... good though, right, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you're here for. You're saving, you know, saving marriages and making people eat. I'm sure we can find <laughs> other analogies. But yeah, maybe maybe we should start building up a, a, a list of all the things that we, you know, we help people do and have them as, as some strap lines. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, there's so much love in the room for you, Craig, honestly. I think oh, um, you. you've been one of our most successful lives, can I just say. And um, I think we need some more guys in our pink community. Well, considering, considering at the start, I was, I was, I was met with the oh, Dave can't make it. I thought, oh my god, <laughs> this is going to be a hard hour. Um, so I'm, I'm Jay, glad. Um, it's, I'm, I'm glad it's gone down well. I messaged Joe and she goes, "Oh, don't worry, crazy character. It's going to be great." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's come across uh, that way, and I'm not getting bananas and rotten tomatoes for it. <laughs> No, look, thank you so much for sharing about your story. I think it's been really inspiring to everybody who's been, well, I know it's been really inspiring to everybody who's been watching. So um, look, thanks so much for taking the time for us. Um, I'm going to ask this question because I ask it to everyone. How can people connect with you online, Craig, so they can find out more about what you do? Uh, the can moment, they the connect with you? The best way is obviously through, through Facebook. So I'm, I'm in the group. So add me as a friend if you want, if you want to connect. Um, or my LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn's Craig Moore, M-I-C-B. Um, and there'll be a pretty outdated photo of me on there with a cheesy grin, so you should be able to find me fairly quickly. <clears throat> um, but if not, just at, right now, be, it'd be easiest way I'd be through Facebook or, or LinkedIn. But obviously, once I um, once I get my branded sorted out um, and my and my socials up, then I'll share them in the group so people can connect us that way as well.
Craig, thank you so, so much. Um, you really have been a star this evening and we know we put you on the spot and um, we're sending love to Dave and his family, but you have done a fantastic job and you have just brought a bit of sunshine to this um, cloudy uh, evening and we're really, really, really proud of what you've achieved so far and we are all here for you to help you get to the next level as well. So, and thank you everyone that's joined us this evening. Um, everyone's saying thank you, Craig. Love you, Greg. Very inspiring, Greg. Honestly, there's so much love in the room for you. Um, Zoe, do you want to talk through what's coming up tomorrow? I certainly can. Yeah, stick with us. Um, it's day five tomorrow, and we have only got a few sessions left to go. I don't, I can't believe it. Um, so we're starting off at 10 o'clock speaking to Karen Kennedy. She's going to talk to us about how she's grown her practice. You might have seen a little uh, little video I did with her this morning, posted in the group uh, about how successful she's been in less than a year. So uh, it's going to be a really inspiring conversation with Karen tomorrow as well. Um, I'm going to have a chat with you guys about Instagram, what I'm using Instagram for, how it works for me. Come and ask questions. I know there have been loads of questions today about various things, so I'm really happy to answer any of those questions. Um, and then at one o'clock, we're speaking to Andrew and Pete. Um, Andrew and Pete are marketing experts, and they're going to be here talking to us about marketing strategy at one. And then we are back at 8.30, and we've got our final challenge of the three challenges so that you can win some prizes. So come back at 8.30 tomorrow night. Um, we'll be here. We'll be in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. We're streaming right now on YouTube and LinkedIn as well, but you need to be there at 8.30 in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club to find out about that last part of the challenge. For now, though, have an amazing evening. Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.